0: Everybody, and welcome to episode 159 of the Talking Chop podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland, coming to you just less than 48 hours since the last time we recorded a podcast, and that's because we have an emergency pod. Uh, every once in a while, this happens, and something big enough transpires where we have to come back in the middle of the week and talk about it, and joining me to talk about the big topic of the day is the great Scott Coleman. What's up, man?
1: What's up, Brad? This should be a fun one. Big day for the Braves, and, and obviously a big day for, uh, for Ronald Acuna Jr.,
0: yeah, I mean, that's that's the centerpiece of this thing is the Ronald, Ju, Ronald Acuna Jr. extension. That's a lot of words um, in a row. But uh, that's going to be the biggest topic. But before we get to that, I have to ask about something that's uh, tangentially related to this in some way. Sunday night when Eric and I recorded the last episode of the podcast. And by the way, most of that episode is still relevant. So go back and listen to it if you missed it. It would be appreciated by me and subscribe to this podcast. But... Um, during that pod, we started to notice Eric and I that people were changing their avatars on Twitter to pictures of Tiger Woods or one, one particular picture of Tiger Woods. And considering you were um, among the, the group of people that were responsible for that, um, I think probably the biggest uh, probably the biggest inspiration given all of uh, the use that you gotten out of that one particular photo of Tiger Woods, I want you to uh, talk about what happened, because that was uh, something that took over race Twitter to the point where it was just like making the news in Atlanta.
1: <laughs> yeah, it made, uh, I think the, uh, one of the local TV stations mentioned it in their pregame uh, report on Monday night. Yeah, I mean, we were, I mean, for anyone who, who follows along, uh, there's, a, there's a photo of, of Tiger Woods that is, uh, it's like, it's him smiling, but he looks like he's about to cry. Um, and it's from years ago he looks young in it and just for whatever reason uh, a few years back I posted it once just it's one of those it's it's easier to laugh than cry uh, so I posted it once and it kind of caught on and it's kind of been my my thing for however many years now and, uh, and uh, so anyway so we were we were talking after the Sunday night loss uh, we were tweeting back and forth that uh we should start changing our profile pictures and i think it was uh the good folks over at brave's reddit who who were the first ones to change it over to the tiger woods photo sheltsigeroff um, while we and here. uh yes 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 friend of the program and uh um yeah so from there all of a sudden brave's reddit did it and with their massive following and and then i actually stepped away for like 10 minutes and opened up my phone again and just saw it went and went kind of crazy and everyone was tweeting it and uh, and it was it was a lot of fun. So a fun little kind of a release after three really miserable baseball games. I mean that opening weekend in Philly was about as bad as of three games as you can have. Um, so, yeah, it was it was fun. And, and like we said, it made the news and even some of the national like Craig Mish. who's yeah, uh, that, was, that was the best part for me it was Craig uh, yeah, Mish changing, his, changing he, his profile picture. Just everyone kind of asking why on earth do all these Braves fans have Tiger Woods pictures? Um, yeah, so it was it was fun and it helped. Uh, you know, we can't. It's obviously just coincidence, but for everyone to do that, and then the Braves, of course, win eight nothing last night, and the Cubs have all kinds of fielding problems, and then of course today's extension with with Acuna, it was all just kind of uh, fun timing. So it was it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it did. Uh, it was a perfect confluence of events, and uh, one of those memorable Twitter things that transpires, and uh, you get a lot of credit for that. So shouts to you on that <laughs> one. Um, all right, let's talk about the actual news, uh, and that's Ronald Acuna signing a big time extension. With the Atlanta Braves, there's lots of things to touch on with this, and we're going to try to get through all of them here. Um, the specifics of this deal. Let me go ahead and run through those right now. Um, Acuna gets a small bump in salary for, for about $560,000 this season, up to $1 million. So um, note, note that the, whole, the the Braves are not spending a lot of money in 2019, at least. Um, $1 million for this year. 2020, $1 million for Ronald Acuna, $5 million in 2021, $15 million in 2022, and then four consecutive years of $17 million each from 2023 through 2026. And then, importantly, at that point, they had the option to buy, he, to buy him out for $10 million. If something went terribly wrong, they could do that and get out of the last two years. But if they don't want to do that, they have club options. Club options for 2027 and 2028 at $17 million each. So the deal could be worth up to $124 million. Acuna is guaranteed $100 million over the next eight years. And uh, I know that's a lot to talk about, but there's a lot of uh, angles here. What was your first reaction before we knew all the details and all that stuff, just seeing the number, seeing it come across the timeline, as I saw with Jeff, I believe it was Jeff Passett of ESPN first, and uh, my jaw kind of hit the floor.
1: Yeah, I mean, for those who know him, I thought it was uh, infamous Braves Twitter user, uh, Braves Cody, who was playing a prank <laughs> on all of us. I mean, I really did. I think I double checked the tweet twice to make sure it was uh, it was real. So shout out to, to Cody. Um, no, I mean, it was obviously it is it's a fantastic deal for the Braves, um, you know, to lock up one of the game's best, if not the best young players for, for the next decade at, at the price they're paying him. Uh, is is a fantastic uh, for the Braves' future and their ability to uh, build around him at at that rate. You already have a couple other young guys who you have as your core with Albies and and Freddie's still signed for a couple years and and so on. So, I mean, a great deal for the Braves. I mean, nationally, I think the reaction was, how did the Braves pull this off? How did they get such a good deal? Um, And, and, you know, I think the other side of this is, and and some people were... um, we're questioning why Ronald Acuna would do this, but I think it's easy in, in today's sports world to overlook just how much money a hundred million dollars is. I mean, God forbid the guy could you know, blow out his knee as he almost did last year. He could blow out his knee tomorrow, God forbid. And he, you know, baseball every dollar is guaranteed. So you know, he, he's 21 years old and has a hundred million dollars to his name and that's not including endorsements and all that good stuff. So, um, for a guy who was not a big international prospect and signed for only a hundred thousand um, dollars, again, excluding endorsements, I think he was only up to seven or $800,000 as a professional player, uh, you know, to guarantee himself a modest raise, as you mentioned this year and next. Um, but to, again, just to assure himself and his family and, and they're in Venezuela right now. And, uh, to set himself up financially for the future, and uh, of course, then if if uh, everything works out and he's able to hit free agency again as as a 30 year old, 31 year old, he should be able to to get another payday, uh, you know, hopefully in Atlanta. But regardless, a way for him to uh, cash in one more time before his career wraps up.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a good place to start with this. Just some some nuggets to keep in mind here. Acuna is 21 years old. He won't turn 22 until December. He would have been a free agent after 20, after the 2024 season. Now, if all goes well as we expect it to, he will not be a free agent until after the 2028 season. So that's a long, long time. Um, all that to say, you know, it's interesting. Uh, you talk, you talk about the, uh, you know, if you, if you put ourselves, you know, you or me or a regular person in the shoes of Ronald Acuna, I think everyone can understand as you lay out why someone would want to guarantee themselves a hundred million dollars, especially someone with Acuna's background, um, that hasn't made a ton of money in their career. It wasn't like he was a top 10 pick that was guaranteed a big signing bonus and all that fun stuff. Um, so that's definitely true. And, you know, I think in my, if I, you know, a, it's tough to like think about it like like that considering we haven't been in, in, in that situation but I think just my own mindset if my choices were maybe I could get a chance to make three four hundred million dollars or I can guarantee myself a hundred million dollars right now I think I'd probably do that I' probably take the, probably take the money so uh, you understand that on the flip side, this is an absolute heist for the Atlanta Braves uh, and I know that this is this is a Braves podcast and we want the Braves to do well. Um, this is a fantastic deal for the Atlanta Braves, it's one of those things that's an absolute no-brainer. When the details hit, I was stunned at how team-friendly it was. Uh, yeah. We all kind of wanted Acuna to be potentially locked up, but I thought it was going to take more than this. I know you had a tweet that you unearthed on Earth today that it's so, sort of um, was more realistic, in my opinion, than this actually was. This is a just an absolute steal, even with the fact that I think Zach Dillard noted this first over at Fox Sports South. It's been a guest on this podcast. Zach said this, it's the largest deal in MLB history for a player of his age and service time. And also the second largest deal in Braves history, behind the current deal that Freddie Freeman's on, but still, all that to say, there's no way around this here. Like it could be, it's obviously beneficial for Ronald Acuna and his family. He's guaranteed to make a lot of money in his life, and as you mentioned, he can not get back on the market later on or sign another deal with the Braves later. And there's there's ways for him to make, him to make more money. But for the Braves standpoint, just team wise, it's an absolute heist.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you you talk about deals that can that can change your franchise's trajectory, and and. Of course, the Braves did have Acuna for another six seasons, including this one. Whenever it, the news first broke, and I think it came out as, as an eight-year deal with two club options, I almost assumed, as I think most people did, that those club options were part of the eight years, meaning it time. was through uh, 2026 and not 2028. So whenever it came out that it was basically an, uh, it was an eight-year extension with two club options, um, at the reasonable rate it was. I mean, even if the club options were in the 20 or $25 million range, I think we would still happily take it, you know, obviously compared <laughs> yeah, to $17.
0: let us just stop there real quick, just for a second. I don't, want, I don't mean to cut you off, but I yeah. cannot explain to you how ridiculous those club options are. A, they're club options. So you have the ability to, to decide whether you want to pay everyone, a guy who I think everyone would rationally project to be a star-level player, and this is you know eight nine years from now, you have the option to pay him this money at seventeen million. I know I know you have a ten a ten million dollar buyout, but that's an absolute heist, and it's it's a club option. It's just crazy to talk about that and and two of them. Like I don't want to go too hard into Ronald Acuna's agent here, but this is a deal that you just can't take. I feel bad, but like it's a situation where the Braves almost certainly would have had to do this deal with one club option. Or one year of guaranteed control, like or none. Like with, with the way this is laid out, if you're the Braves, you do this. You do this contract extension a hundred times out of a hundred without either of the club options, and they got two.
1: Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I mean, it was today was over the last few months. We've seen all these players sign extensions, and and really everybody has signed extensions. It's whether it's yeah. someone young. There, like there were Acuna. two more today
0: besides Acuna. Yeah.
1: Well, and and that's you know what I was what I'm getting at here is, is Randall Gritchick, you know, nothing against Randall Gritchick, but he kind of is who he is. He's far from a star, uh, not a special player has limited upside, so on and so forth. You know, he's 28 years old and he just signed for a, he just signed a five year, $53 million extension. So you talk about Randall Gritchick in his ages, 28 to 32 seasons, making 10 and a half, $11 million per season compared to, Ronald Acuña who is going to be making in in his prime uh anywhere between 15 and 17 million dollars per on top of what you just hit on with with two club options which also kind of negates the risk again god forbid the guy uh gets hurt seriously and his career's ended early by injuries i mean the Braves aren't uh guaranteed or aren't on the hook for those final two years if if something were to happen. So as you said, it's it's truly a heist. You almost a couple of reporters in the uh, press conference today even asked Acuna, like, did you leave too much money on the table here? You know, you could have you could have yeah, bet on I mean, yourself and made more. But um, again, it's something to be said for being 21 years old and guaranteeing yourself uh, at a minimum 100 million dollars. Um, he could have, sure, he could have played out through arbitration. You saw that, you know, what was it, Nolan Arenado was going to get close to $30 million before he signed his extension. Uh, Bryce Harper, uh, the Nats, bought out his final two years of arbitration, I think, at 20 twenty or $25 million per. So, sure, he, he could have bet on himself a little bit. Um, and one thing that somebody else brought up today was, I wonder if the knee injury last year in Boston almost, not spooked him, but... But encouraged him a little bit to think, you know, as great of a player as I could be, all it takes is that one moment of of injury where all of a sudden uh, your trajectory and your path towards being a superstar is, is suddenly halted. Again, you, you can't predict injuries like that, but I do wonder a little bit if him nearly – I mean miraculously, honestly, the the fact that he didn't tear his knee to shreds last year in Boston when his, his foot planted wrong in the dirt. Um, you know, God forbid, you, you have no idea what's going to happen if an injury like that were to occur, so – he did right. leave money on the table, to be sure, but um, th- that's that's part of the trade off with guaranteeing yourself the, the kind of money that he just did.
0: Right. I mean, I think you and I definitely understand that. I think m- most people would, if you just lay it out that way and say, "Here's a hundred million dollars, right straight away," um, you know, you, you get why he takes it. I just have to. It has to be said multiple times as we're as we're going to. We already have on this podcast how favorable this deal is for the Braves. Um, I get it for Acuna's side, but if you're a Braves fan and your objective is to have the team be the best it can be, it's obviously a great contract. We'll just, I don't want to go too yeah. far into that, but like you you just can't argue any other point. It's an absolutely fantastic team friendly deal.
1: No, you're right. I mean, you talk about days that are, that are big for the Braves and, and there's days that certainly stick out during the rebuild. And and even if you, even if we are kind of on the the back end of the rebuild and now we're, we're starting to see the results of those, those three or four really bad years, um, this is this is a huge day. It, it cannot be overstated um, to, to lock up a player of this talent level uh, for for the next decade, getting four more years of him, a free agency when he could have very well. I mean, he would basically hit free agency as things currently were uh, at age 26, which is more or less a Bryce Harper, Manning Machado situation. You know, those guys get 10 and 13 million or 10 and 13 year deals worth you know, what was the annual average value, 25, $28 million uh, for the Braves to to lock up the first four years of his free agency uh, at 17 million per and not even being on the hook. As you said, they're they're not on the hook because they're club options. If, if something goes awry, you do have a little bit of an escape uh, in those final two years. So a, a big day for the team. And um, I do think the front office and, and Alex Anthopoulos deserve a little bit of credit. Uh, they, they've kind of gotten beaten up and, and with good reason. I'm not going to sit here and defend the last, you know, four or five months of, of the offseason, but they do deserve credit for getting this done. At the end of the day, their, their responsibility is to look out for the Braves first and foremost, and you know, if they can do that while taking care of one of their homegrown and, and young talents, uh, it's a win win for everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think um, that's a, that's well put to say that they have to be given some credit here. I hesitate to make this like some fantastic, grandiose credit situation because I think. Any GM in the league signs him to this deal if it's available. Um, it's just so obvious. Um, with that said, they had to offer it and they had to they had to negotiate themselves into it. So you know we'll never know what the back and forth was, but the deal happened. So there has to be some credit given to the front office and they executed it very well. Um, just for some context here, I pulled a, a tweet from JJ Cooper over at Baseball America, who's been on, I believe on this podcast multiple times. Um, not 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 with me, but with Eric. Um, all that to say. He pulled a rough sketch of what a uh, basically what the value would be, Um, and his point was if Acuna is only the player he was last year, and by the way he did he did this all last year in 111 games, it's about two thirds of a season. He's about a four win player last year. His production is worth about 30 million a year or so, Um, and that's with again just what he did last year and two thirds of a season. Um, He'd be you know the the deal would be worth probably in the neighborhood of 300 million dollars or more. And the Braves just got him for all this money for 124. So that yeah. kind of tells you it's a very rough estimate, and I, I'm sure people are sort of getting a little bit squeamish by that. But it's just one of those things where you can't project exactly that production. But I think realistically he might be better than that. Obviously that's on the table given oh, his easily. Age and talent level. So if you want to be conservative, you know, if you eliminate injury and all that stuff, it could be a deal that the Braves are getting like 300, $400 million of surplus value. Like That's what we're talking about here. So I, oh, I don't, I don't absolutely. Think you, it can't be yeah. overstated.
1: Well, in just, it was maybe two or three weeks ago, uh, Jonah Carey, who for years now has done his uh, most valuable assets in all of baseball. He had Ronald Acuna as the most valuable asset Of any player in baseball. I think he was one and Juan Soto was two. And you, you, of course, those guys are on the same trajectory of, of being rookies and how good they were last year. So now if, if Acuna was the number one pro or number one, uh, value in all of baseball with his rookie deal, uh, which frankly, if, (laughs) if you do the quick math, his arbitration raises, if, if he were to hit like 25, 30, 35 million, which, Naturally, with inflation, I mean it's possible the Braves will pay him less over oh, ten years he, yeah, on this deal. Yeah, he is absolutely
0: he's absolutely more valuable now pay. than he was. Yeah, than what <laughs> they would
1: insane. pay. Yeah, and, and you talk about what they're going to pay over six years if they don't work this deal out versus, versus the ten. Um, and again, it's all guaranteed. I mean, nothing is nothing is guaranteed under the current you know six or seven year rookie uh, uh, rookie pay structure that they have. But yeah, so you, you already have the Braves already have the most valuable asset. Uh, in the game before this contract happens, and now I think it becomes even more so. So it's it's a big, it's obviously a you know a big big day and um, and, and good news for the Braves. I mean, there's been it's been a rough last four or five months. So it was kind of nice. A couple people were like, "Man, this is what it's like to be truly happy when the Braves do something." Um, and I think <laughs> other than the Josh Donaldson and, and Brian McCann 24 hours, there just hasn't been a whole lot of that ever since the the start of the playoffs last year. So it was it was nice to have a, a day of uh, that was just good all the way around. And again, we, we talk about how much money could, could Ronald make if, if he did this or didn't do this or waited, you know, another year. Um, but you know, good for him by all accounts. He's a great kid. Anthopolis talked about this in the, uh, in his news conference today about, he went around and talked to everyone from teammates to coaches, to the training staff, to the clubhouse staff, you know, what kind of person is he? Um, and and by all accounts, it was great feedback and, and, um and he also made an interesting point we can maybe discuss this a little bit more but you know Anthopolis said that personally he was interested to see what kind of player showed up this spring you know you, you have this great rookie year you win all the awards you hear about how great you are you you it'd be easy to kind of sit back and go ah, I'm just going to show up and uh be the big man on on campus and and not work as hard as I need to work this off season and show up and, and be arrogant and not be a good teammate and uh, you know, and was talked about how impressed he was by by Ronald's maturity and and at age 21, nonetheless. So um, it was nice for him to say that and, and to hear that they're not only investing in the talent, but they are hoping that uh, they're investing in the person and, and the player both on the field, but also off it.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you know, some of that you always have a healthy skepticism of public comments because that's kind of what you're always going to say, but. Knowing some people that are around the team all the time, I've heard the same off the record. So it's not like this is a situation where it's like smoke and mirrors. Everyone seems to like Ronald Acuna, the person. And, of course, he is super talented and looks fine this year. Like, there's no uh, obvious uh, worry spots. I know he got, I guess it was like a quote-unquote slow start by his standards. But am talking about four games. So I'm not really worried about that. Um, Ronald Acuna is very good at baseball. And there's no reason to think that he won't be very good for... Most, if not all, of this contract. Um, obviously, again, like the surplus value could just be abs- absurd. But just having the guy on the team for this long and having that comfort level to now have, you know, a a superstar in the making. He's not. He's kind of already there almost. But you know, we'll, we'll be con- we'll be conservative and say a, pro- a projected superstar in Ronald Acuna and have him having him be locked down for this long. Is an awesome thing. I have to say this because I, I I just feel bad if I don't say it. Um, I really hate this system that baseball has in terms of how they pay players and the fact that in the arbitration stuff and just how guys have to get all the way to twenty seven, twenty eight to get paid. It does bother me a lot. Um, the minor league salary stuff bothers me a lot. So I, I always think I always end up thinking about this and I, I feel bad about it. But I always end up thinking about this kind of stuff when. A guy does get paid for the first time, and it's like almost a miracle that he got there. You know, like with Acuna, he's getting paid early. I get that. But we, we, we already talked about the fact that he's kind of taking a massive discount to do that. And it just, it favors the team so much. And mm-hmm. as someone who, you know, covers the sport and feels bad for some of the guys, it's, I was, this, this is a big, big time success story, but just the way that the system is built does bother me, and it kind of always will. Um, and it just kind of even uh, even in a situation where it's great for the Braves right now because they extracted all of this value. Uh, I recommend a piece written by Michael Bauman of the Ringer actually that I read about a couple hours ago after the Cucuña contract, and he he sort of credits Cucuña and understands the same the same thing that we've already said that it's life changing money, and you know why he takes it. But in the same breath, it's an example of ownership that's you know billionaires extracting even more of a pound of flesh from players, and it's like oh, I feel so bad. Um, so yeah. All, all that to yeah. say, like, we're, we're celebrating the deal because it's awesome for the Braves. And again, it is awesome for the Braves as a team, as a fan. If you listen to this podcast, you are probably a Braves fan. You should be thrilled about this. It just makes me uncomfortable, sort of.
1: Yeah, and, and baseball is going to hit at some point. Baseball is going to reach a breaking point. I mean, it's it's obvious there's it tension between between players and ownership. And it is going to hit a breaking point at some point. Now. Hopefully that doesn't mean there's going to be a strike. Hopefully it doesn't mean there's going to be a work stoppage. You know, whatever you hope that it seems like there's at least decent dialogue right now between the players' association and in the league. And you you don't want that to happen. You hope that they start paying. You know, you hear the horror stories of minor leaguers who live with host families during the season. You know that they can't even afford uh, <laughs> they can't afford groceries, and so they end up eating you know McDonald's and Chick fil A every night because it's cheaper than eating you know what what professional athletes should eat which is like steak and and vegetables and everything so uh, it is and you're right I mean it's it's a shame again 100 million dollars is a lot of money and Acuna is going to make a whole bunch during uh, the next 15 15 years or so of his career but uh, not every player gets to this point as you said you have to be a certain uh, a certain special talent and and, you know, even the good players, even even good young players uh, who aren't quite to Acuna's level, don't don't get offered that kind of money and have to play three or four years. And not that five or six hundred thousand dollars a year or whatever the minimum is now is is pennies. I mean, those guys, they're, they're not struggling to eat anymore. But really, for what, as you said, for what they're worth and the money that ownership makes off of them, you would hope that baseball realizes that they have an issue and need to start paying players in the minors more uh, before they really kind of boil over.
0: Yep. And we can leave that there for now. I just wanted to say it out loud since I was thinking it most of today. Um, one other sort of Braves su- subplot sidebar to this is that some people were taking a victory lap about Liberty, Liberty Media spending. And that made me laugh quite a bit because as we talked about ad nauseum for the last 23 minutes or so, this is an absolute heist of a deal. So I'm not sure that ownership should be credited for, quote, spending on Ronald Acuna at absolute bargain basement value. Like you obviously you obviously do it. I understand that and I'm not, I'm not knocking them or anything like that. We've knocked them plenty over the offseason, but the notion that this deal is like some silver star for Liberty Media and their spending habits in the future makes me insane cuz they didn't really spend money that they weren't already going to spend. Um the fact they're getting a huge value here and just the realization that Acuña is not even getting a big bump right away. Like I think some of the some of the framing was, well, this is why they didn't sign Craig Kimbrel. And I'm like, well, they're 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 spending Ronald, they're spending They're spending a million dollars this year and a million dollars next year and five million the year after that for Ronald Acuna. Craig Kimbrell was not going to be, you know, it has nothing to do with Craig Kimberl or D- or Dallas Keuchel or anything else. Yeah. So you oh, can't it's have, apples I mean, you and can, oranges. Yeah. No, you just you just can't have it both ways. I, I, I want to point. I, not everyone's doing this, but I think I've I seen a, a couple of more prominent folks use this, and it's sort of spread a little bit to just use this as an example. I'm like, guys, it's a credit to the organization that they were able to get this done. At the same time, this is not, like, this is not giving them a get-out-of-jail-free car for not spending over the winter. It's kind of completely separate, honestly. Like, it's it'll help them five, six, seven years from now. The value on this deal for Acuna starts in 2023, basically. Um... Until then, the next the next four years, or next four or five years, he'll be getting what he was what he was going to get anyway, an, ar- an arbitration or at least some something similar to that. The big value in this deal starts in the, it starts and ends in the last you know four or five years of the deal. So I don't really understand that narrative whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I saw, I saw that a couple of places and uh, rolled my eyes. Um, you know, yeah, it's a I mean.
0: I mean, here's, here's an example, just just yeah. just put just yeah. to point on them a little bit, um, good friend of the program, Josh Sperry, I believe works over at 680 The Fan in Atlanta, um, good guy, talked to him a bunch of times, um, he made the point, and I, I sort of not, found myself nodding along to this, the Braves could have signed Bryce Harper to a massive deal, and this deal still would have made sense for Ronald Acuna, like, no amount of money that the, that the Braves did or didn't spend in the offseason would have influenced this decision in any way, shape, or form,
1: no, no, because you're right. I mean, they're not really going to see the, the uptick in, in salary until you know twenty
0: for six years. Uh, you
1: know, 20, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you're right. So it's, yeah. No, I mean, sure. High five, Terry McGurk. I mean, <laughs> Thopolis. Uh, no, I mean, off.
0: they got it. They got it done. But it's like, come yeah. on, that's not. That doesn't. It does not get let, let, let them out of the uh, penalty box whatsoever. No, in my opinion, it's absolutely. great. It's great PR, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. When he started, when he started the press conference. Uh, and, and Topless is not a, he's not a dummy. He's, he's a sharp guy. He knows what's being said in the media. He knows what's going on on social media. You know, and that, that's a part of the job. Um, but yeah, when he, when he started off the, the press conference, thanking Terry McGurk for allowing this deal to happen or whatever, it's like, like come dude, on. come on, there, there's not an executive <laughs> in baseball who, who wouldn't I mean, sprint to the fax machine to get it sent into the league offices to, to get it approved.
0: Yeah. There was some, uh, you know, credit to Anthopolis. He, he took he took some fire on the radio last week, I think it was, from six eighty. Um he got some it was a pretty combative interview, especially by Atlanta standards. It was pretty uh and he, he handled it pretty well. But I think Anthopolis, as you said, is not is not a stupid person. He's very, very smart and understands the public perception. I think he knows the team, did not get a great um gold star of PR over the winter. And my my second reaction, um, after just euphoria when seeing the deal, was to to pivot and tweet about the fact that this is great PR for the Braves because it is, and and as evidenced by the reactions that happened today, they'll trick half the fan base into not remembering what happened over the winter <laughs> by this <Yeah>. deal, <laughs> which is hilarious and it, it, it worked. Um, but even, even without the, even without the good PR, it's obviously a great deal. So um, it's just an independent one; it doesn't necessarily absolve them and. By the way, they still have the same amount of money. They're still and they're still running a lower payroll this year. Again, running a lower payroll in twenty nineteen and twenty eighteen, which is indefensible mm. in every way. Yeah. So no,
1: I'm with you. But um, okay, is, we'll, uh, we'll end on a high yes. note though. Alas, I I, yes. I, I, I don't want to bury
0: this too much. Oh, one, one more question that I wanted to ask you um, that yeah. we got a couple from a couple of people that were asking once I teased that the pod was going to be coming out after this. Um, any chance, or maybe not any chance? Um, what do you think the likelihood is of Anybody else on the current roster getting an extension pretty soon? Because obviously the most prominent candidate is Ozzy Albies, um, mm. but even Freddie Freeman, we've seen some guys that are more prominent like get locked up in the future. It's probably a little bit early for that, but we we've, we've seen Trout, we've seen guys that are already making big money sign another deal before they get to free agency, and with all extensions happening right now, it may not be a bad idea to try that. Um, one note before I let you answer, <clears throat> I, I made this comment earlier to Joe Lucia, friend of the podcast. Um, if the Braves gave this exact same extension to Ozzy Albies, it would still be a good value, in my opinion, which is hilarious, given how much better of a prospect than Acuna is than Albies. Like, and that's not a shade on Albies. Acuna is just that good. Um, so that just, again, drives home the point of how valuable this contract is, because I, I don't think anyone would bat an eye if the Braves gave Albies this extension and Acuna is not Albies.
1: Yeah, um, you know, to answer your question about it being soon, I I don't know if necessarily soon. I think the Braves might want to see another full year out of Ozzy before committing. I mean, if if he's the guy he was in the first half of last year, over 150, 160 games, then absolutely. You, You have plenty of time to work out a deal with him. I know another guy who seems to genuinely enjoy Atlanta and. You do have – I think he was a year ahead of, of uh, Acuna service time-wise. But you know he's not even – according to this uh, sheet I'm looking at here on Baseball Reference, Ozzy's not even arbitration eligible until 2021. So you have at least two full years before you even – or actually three full years before you have to even think about that. So um, no, I mean Mike fulton I'm not sure after one year, he's the kind of guy you're going to guarantee five or six years. Um, you mentioned Freddie. He, I think he's somebody who uh, perhaps this offseason gets it done – um, you know, he's he's making $21 million this year. He's making $22 million in 2020 and 2021. So maybe, uh, you know, maybe they do a, a three- or four-year extension on top of that just to kind of take him through his mid-30s in Atlanta because he's somebody who has already expressed a desire to, to stay in Atlanta. Also seems like someone who might be a little more open to a, a bit of a team-friendly deal just to stay there. And, you know, he has his wife and, and young kids, so they're probably in no hurry to travel across the country at this point. So... Um, no, I, I don't think anything soon, like before, before the end of this season, I, I don't think so, uh, would be my guess as of today. But as you said, if, if they were to announce that Ozzy was signing a similar deal tomorrow, it would, you know, it'd be a good, good thing for the Braves. So, um, that's kind of where I stand on it.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I kind of agree with you. It would, it would surprise me if they got a deal done, but you know, I, I did think Ozzy was a realistic extension candidate this winter. I think now that's so late, maybe not, um, but you know, if you look at if you're the Braves, you can go to you can go to Ozzy now and say, you know, we kind of think Ron, not 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 in this way, but we kind of think Ronnie's better than you. Would you mind taking a little bit less than this? And if he would take less than that, then it becomes an absolute no brainer. So you might as well yeah. give it a shot, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and by the way, it's not exactly the same because Ozzy has more service time than Ronnie does, but uh, similar would be more what I would say.
1: Yeah, and and I you know I, I can't speak for every player in baseball, but players aren't stupid. I mean, they know. No. They know who Ronald Acuna is, and they know he had all the prospect type. They they know who the top prospects are. They they know who wins Rookie of the Year. They, you know, it's not like they live in this box. And other than what they do and their teammates, uh, you know, other than that, they have no idea. So I think players aren't, aren't unrealistic. Now that's probably not the case for every single player, but yeah, if if you approached Ozzy tomorrow and said, "Look, we'd like to keep you in here for the next, you know, next six years, seven years, whatever, you, whatever you want to do." Um, I, I would think he'd be open to it. Again, who knows what kind of money that would be and if the the two sides would be close and with the agents and all that. But, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably a good place to end it. So I think, you know, big picture, again, a fantastic day for the Braves organization to sign a player of Acuna's stature to a... Bargain, a bargain basement. What's a better word than bargain, Scott? Like heist is one we've used so far. It's such a I'm running out of plaudits for this deal because it's just so comically team friendly. I, I think, you know, reading the national coverage is important on this kind of stuff because. I saw a few different places basically say this might be the most team from the contract in recent memory. Like, the one comparison was Evan Longoria in Tampa Bay originally yeah. when he signed huh. some crazy deal. But that was with... Uh, somebody pointed this out. I can't remember who, so my apologies. Longoria signed, like, five days into his career. Um, oh, he, wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't already the rookie of the year who had posted and it for one like, season. <laughs> and it was, like,
1: 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah before I mean, and salaries so, went even crazier. Yeah,
0: yeah. so all that to say, like, this, this really might be... The most team from the contract in the last like two decades. Like that's not even an exaggeration. It's it's that good. So if you're a Braves fan, be excited about it. And uh, Ronnie, please work out. Everybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, and you know, what? It's, it's good. I mean, you want this is why you build teams through young players, and in every sport does this, obviously. But it's why you want to either draft or, or sign these kids. You want to develop them. You want them to to come up and be a part of your core. You want to reward them for for becoming the players that they are, so it's it's a good day all the way around, and, and obviously it seems all the reaction of all of, of uh, all the Braves players are, are certainly thrilled for uh, for Ronnie signing the deal, so it's it's good all the way around. You you like to pay your own guys, and know uh, yeah, it's probably a little bit of a bigger thing in like football where you you, you pay your homegrown developed guys, but I think now and as we see over the last two months, all these guys signing extensions, I think it's going to become even more and more important. Uh, to teams that they uh, develop and, and draft well and sign well, and then turn those players into to usable big leaguers. Because I mean, I, not to go off too off tangent here, but it feels like free agency is going to kind of cease to exist here in a couple of years. Just because it almost does
0: now. Terrified.
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, next year it's it's Anthony Rendon. And that's about it. And there's already been talk of him. But I mean, it supposed to be this great class too. It. Like a few yeah. months ago,
0: it was supposed to be this like, oh, big time 2019 class coming. And it's like, oh, w- wait, maybe not so much. Yeah.
1: And even last winter was supposed to be the, you know, the end all be all a free agency. And of course, Harper and Machado got paid and, and Patrick Corbin signed pretty early for big money. But other than that, there was no, you know, there was no crazy contract. Keiko's still out there. Kimbrell, of course, is still out there just to get our one Craig Kimbrell reference in for the, each podcast um uh, you know there's there's uh it just it's it's a different game than what it was five ten twenty years ago
0: for sure um all right scott well please uh plug yourself i have to say as a programming note i am going to cover the final four this weekend in minneapolis Ooh. so uh sunday is the we plan we have winning Virginia, which is what I had before, before the tournament started. Yeah, and they've, that's been, right. they've been They've been a little bit fortunate, but now I think the uh, bracket sort of opens up for them yeah. a little bit. But yeah, that's I, that's where I'll be. I'm hoping that I'll be able to record from my hotel room in Minneapolis on Sunday to sort of stay on schedule. But just so, so people know, that is probably what's going to happen. That's the plan, at least. But this this will hopefully tie people over a little bit in case something goes wrong while I'm on the road. But that's that's my plan. But uh, please, Scott, plug yourself. And you'll probably be back pretty soon because this, is, this isn't a full episode, so I have to get you on for a full one pretty soon.
1: Yeah, no. Uh as always on you know, check out the site. We had full uh we had lots of good stuff in reaction to the signing today. Uh, and of course on on social media and Twitter and Scott Coleman fifty five and, and then at Talking Chop, of course. So lots of good stuff. And thankfully after uh after today, we're recording on Tuesday, of course. Uh the schedule kind of gets back to normal for the Braves. They've had these weird days off in the middle of series just because of the rain out worry, but uh, they have Two more with the Cubs, and then the Marlins, and then they hit the road a little bit. So it's it'll be nice to kind of settle in and really kind of get in the normal swing of, of things now that the season started.
0: Absolutely, looking forward to uh, baseball on a daily basis instead of these weird off days. Because as, as we're recording right now, there's no game on. It's just weird. It's Tuesday night. The dumbest the thing.
1: I, I mean, I get why they do it, but it's the dumbest thing from a fan perspective.
0: Hey, watch the Hawks game because um, it's about <laughs> right now as, as we're recording. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go uh, watch and cover the Atlanta Hawks, and then cover final for basketball but i will be around for brave stuff please follow scott you can follow me if you can handle the basketball takes i had a few people today like yelling at me for not tweeting about the braves enough and i, I was like guys are you new followers I, I tweet about the braves but i do cover a lot of other things um so if you can if you can if you can withstand the basketball and football other things follow me on, on twitter yeah, yeah hawks. mostly hawks right now the season's almost over though so it's winding down Um, but yeah please join us please subscribe to this podcast it would be great if you did that and you also get Road to Atlanta on the same feed and those guys are killing it as always they have relaunched prospect stuff and if you like both just subscribe to one feed and you'll get them all all. so it's very very easy and we'll see everybody hopefully Sunday if not I will update you on the Twitter feed so please follow the show at TalkingChop on the twitter.com and we'll see you guys in just a few days